What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power in Pros podcast. If you have been keeping up, then you know we are in the middle of the Lost for Words series here on the show, and we have had two amazing conversations with amazing women talking about different thieves that will try to steal your voice. All of us have power, all of us have authority, and all of us have stories that when we own it, when we talk about it, when we share, when we don't hide, it unlocks things that we wouldn't even have thought we would have access to simply by opening our mouths. And because of that power, because of that reality, there will be things that will happen. There will be people that come against you, just things that you'll kind of feel that will try to rob you of that power. It will try to steal the joy that you have by sharing the good things that are happening in your life, by sharing your trials and the things that you're struggling with. And so we have been diving into and journeying through those themes one being shame if you did not listen to the episode on shame with valencia be sure that you go back it is the episode right before this one and it was powerful also being an introvert a lot of us me included consider ourselves to be introverts and i think that there are certain mindsets that can come along with identifying as an introvert or even with some of the attributes that go with being an introvert that while in one season it can be helpful fruitful benefit ourselves others in other moments other seasons it can be detrimental to us receiving and actually walking in the power that we are given through christ and so those are two amazing episodes and with this episode today i want to talk about how to take back your voice or how to find your voice again from thieves and there's one thing and there's one way that we do it it is really simple to say it's not always easy to live out but it is daring to believe daring to believe let me tell you i have been in a season <laughs> or i'm coming out of a season where i feel like i was losing constantly i thought like i was losing my mind i was losing money then lost friends have lost acquaintances access to things right travel whatever simply off of my job loss and my thoughts my feelings my actions along with that there are habits and things that i have adopted <laughs> since i lost my job and there are things that i used to do when i had a job that i don't do anymore right and so there were a lot of things that i discovered i was hinging my voice upon my authenticity upon my validation upon and being in my industry held a lot of weight to me in my life and i didn't even realize it fully and I connected with people, a lot of my friends that I had, acquaintances, ex-coworkers, people on Instagram, all of that were in the same industry as me. And so I felt very lost and at a loss for words and not as worthy to hang around certain people because I didn't have my job anymore. And when I knew that I wasn't getting it back, when I wasn't going to be working in the advertising industry in the capacity that I was in the industry before, I was like, dang, like, I really don't got nothing to connect with some people on or dang, I really not, you know, at this version of life, I had to grieve it and I had to mourn it. And there was just a certain way that I used to communicate with people 
things that I communicated about that I don't talk about anymore. And it really created this loss of words feeling for me because I had to restructure what is value for me. How do I connect with people? Even as I introduce myself, how am I introducing myself now? And that has been a journey for sure <laughs> over the past year of what is that title that I introduce myself as when I go to shake someone's hands? And even how I introduce that in a conversation. When I used to meet somebody, that would be one of the first things I ask. What do you do? How long have you been doing it? What brought you to the city? X, Y, Z. And I've kind of shifted. Of course, it's natural to just ask people that. But I try to be a bit more conscious and ask people just things about them. How do they feel? How's their week going? Um, what are just like other things that are making them central and not what they do be central. And that was a shift, but it came after a season of me being at a loss for words of myself. What do I do? How do I explain that to people? How do I feel? What is central for me right now? Right. And I had to dare to believe that there was more for me on the other side of this huge loss that I was taking or this huge change that I was undergoing in my life. And that me daring to believe that there was more meant that any temporary feelings of loss, any temporary feelings of displacement, temporary feelings of being misunderstood, not understanding myself, all of these things were not proof that I was a failure, was not proof that there was no more growth to happen for me, was not proof that I could no longer connect with people, right? Or that I was out of alignment or out of God's will, that I didn't have a plan or structure, that that wasn't proof of those things, that it actually was proof that I'm walking into my purpose even more so, that I'm able to connect with people more so that I can be real even more so because I'm going through some more real things and daring to believe takes a lot of guts because it will not feel natural at times to believe something when everything in front of you is pointing towards something else think about it right if you get your car stolen you're going to report it to the police. Hey, I'm feeling out of sorts because my car is supposed to be in the driveway and it ain't there. You're waiting on the police to conduct their search. You're talking to your friends and family. Hey, if you riding around and you see my car, let me know, right? You're giving descriptions on the car, all of these things. And while you're waiting, you're in that season, there's discomfort. And you're having to go to work, go to outings a different way than you're used to. Your car is a space of safety. You can store things in your car, in your trunk. You can keep an extra pair of shoes. You have your playlist that you listen to through the speakers. You can pick up people, drop off people as you please, right? And when you got your car stolen, you have none of those things. You might have to hit your ride. You call an Uber, so you're spending money on that. You can't come and go as freely as you would like. And you hoping that you get your car back. And so you're spending energy, time, effort, money maybe even into the journey of trying to get your car back. As you're doing that, there comes a time Ideally, <laughs> there comes a time where the police will tell you that they found it. 
they found this thing that you lost, this thing that you were trying to figure out how do you navigate without, this thing that you have built up a routine around that you now were off, you were thrown off base, has the ability to be, to be returned to you. And you know what happens a lot of times when those things happen is that you'll physically have what you need or what you wanted, but mentally you will be scared to drive again. And that's what happens when we're at a loss for words. We will physically have what we need. Your your voice, your vocal box and cords, they work. You having the words to be able to express how you feel because you felt these feelings before or you've seen somebody else articulate these emotions, you'll have it. You've read the books, you've watched the videos, you are in the space and the place, the container where you can have the conversations you need to have, right? And you'll have everything set up. You'll have the authority with God. You, you read the scripture. You know. You know that you're good to move forward. And yet and still, we'll have that fear creep in. What if? What'll happen? Well, I lost it. I did have that mess up. I did have that down day, that down week, that down month, that down year. So if I get back up and I do this again, I had that conversation and I hated every second of it. So if I talk to them again, uh, I tried that already. I sent the application. I submitted for the grant. I went forward and I put myself out there and it didn't work. So what if I try again? What'll happen? And we don't dare to believe because we feel like we already know that our car is going to get stolen again. Our voice is going to get stolen. We won't have any power. We aren't going to have any impact. People aren't going to get it. We're going to be misunderstood. And that's how we move. That's how we move. You have to dare to believe that while the thief held temporary power, you have the upper hand. You have to dare to believe that. And what is so, so, so amazing <laughs> is that my pastor actually talked about this a little bit at church this week. So we were in Matthew 28. And in Matthew 28, there is a verse where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he says, this is Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. If we are made to be like Christ, and Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth, then we have all authority in heaven and on earth. We have authority that even though something looks like something in one season, we can make it something else. Even though we felt lost, disgruntled, off-center in one space, when we communicated and the words ain't, they ain't really come out right, <laughs> we can dare that the next time that we have a conversation, next time we have an encounter, the next opportunity that we get, the results aren't going to be the same as they were before because we have authority. We have 
power. And though the situation before, the people before, the thief before had a temporary power, ours is eternal. That because we're submitted to him and he has all authority and all power, that is forever. It don't never change. Jesus don't never come off his seat. Then we're good. We can't get more straight than that, right? But we have to dare to believe that that's true. When we get at a loss for words and we get so comfortable with that, it typically is because we have felt the shame. It typically is because we've pigeonholed ourselves into believing that, oh, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of quiet. Or, oh, I don't really talk about stuff like that. Or uh, in my family, we just kind of do X, Y, Z. We create these scripts and these narratives that tell us that being at a loss for words is normal. That being void of power is normal. That us not walking in the fullness of our visions. You have visions in your mind of what you could do. But us not taking the steps to do them, that's normal. And then we start to get that feeling in our chest. I don't know about y'all. When I shut myself down like that, when I tell myself that I can't go forward for whatever reason, I get a feeling in my chest. And it's heavy and it is almost inescapable and I'm trying to figure out why it's there and how I can get rid of it and one it's called anxiety two getting rid of it is moving forward it's stepping into my power and daring to believe that my power is enough that whatever I'm facing is not more powerful than the power that I have been given from Christ that if I go forward, I'm not going to be looking crazy. I'm not going to be looking stupid. That there's going to be something for me on the other side of daring to believe that there's more. That if I speak out, I actually won't be harming myself or harming other people. But I'll be speaking life into myself and life into other people. That my voice actually has power. That there's actually power in prose. That my story means something. Not just to me. But to the people around me, folks that I know, folks that I don't know. But I have to dare to believe that. But if I believe that the next time I get in the car, driving down the purpose of my life, that my car going to get stolen again, I'll never pick up the keys ever again. And that is what the enemy wants for us. That's what your haters want for you. That person on your job, that's irritating. That's what they want. It's for you to quit. It's for you to give up. It's for you to not speak up, for you to not share your ideas. That's what it looks like. And that feeling in your chest is God urging you forward. It's him saying, I'm with you. It's him saying, we don't got nothing to be worried about. Speak out. A lot of times we trick ourselves into thinking that we're at a loss for words and that we don't know what to say or that the time hasn't come yet, the opportunity ain't right, when now is the exact time. And I'm not saying that you're not going to have some post-traumatic stress, okay? If your car gets stolen, if you were in a conversation, if you felt some shame, if something happened, your feelings post that event your feelings post that moment, oh, they're real. <laughs> and there could be repercussions from that. There's some fallouts. Um, 
some next steps that you got to take, right? Some fixing that has to happen, some extra prayers and a level deeper that you may have to go. All of that is valid and it's real. So I want to I want to say that, right? It's real. But when we allow that to stop us from utilizing the keys that we have, the license that we have, you start to get stuck. Imagine a person that used to be mobile, used to go all around the world, used to be able to have moments. You know how many moments you can have in a car, memories that you can make, the accessibility that you have to be able to go places, do things, see things, experience life. And now, because of a moment that you allow to be longer than a moment, you no longer have access to things. You no longer can go places. You no longer can see the expansion of what life has to offer. And you remain sedentary. What happens when, that, when you do that, especially when you do it to yourself or when you allow circumstances to rob you of moments to come in the future, you start to believe that you don't hold as much worth as you do that your creative ideas, eh, I mean, yeah, I got this idea, but, you know, I I can't really do nothing like that. I don't have the tools. I don't have the resources. I don't have the access. You start to tell yourself a script, and you become even more lost. You start to be even more at a loss for words. And what's worse is you're actually not even silent in those moments. It's not a loss for words in the way that you are on mute. You are speaking, but your void of power, your power is lost. Your authority is lost. Your ability to be able to call things that are not to be, your ability to be able to manifest the things that you see in your mind into your reality, that's what's lost. And it happens slowly. And you think that you're in your right mind because you had this moment But that moment was supposed to be a moment. It was supposed to teach you something. It was supposed to endow strength within you. It was supposed to make you show your community how you rise above moments like that. But when we allow the thieves of our voices, the thieves of our power to just take hold longer than what the lesson was supposed to show us, that's where we get the loss of words. The purpose that God has for our lives the breakthrough that we're supposed to experience, we don't get there and we start to blame him for it. It's all about recognizing the season. And once you recognize the season, what is this season doing for me? What are these feelings doing for me? How can they work in my favor even though this sucks right now? Even though I wouldn't have chosen this path for myself. But there's something for me to get. And after I get it, I'm supposed to speak out about it. I'm not supposed to be lost. I'm not supposed to stand here. And it's going to feel countercultural. Because if your car gets stolen, there are people stealing stuff every day. You heard the Honda boy, the Kia boys, they out. (laughs) It's a thing. But there's... A confidence you can have. If you dare to believe that when I put the keys in this ignition, I get to my destination and I park my car, my car going to be here when I get back. You drive and you sing along to the radio a little bit different than if you're nervous the entire time. 
And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be aware of what's happening, aware of the obstacles we may face and the challenges. That way we go back to him. We involve him at the top of our morning, in the middle of our day, at the close of our night. Hey, God, you with me? Hey, God, this is how I felt today. Hey, God, how can you guide me in this situation? What path should I take? But it is in no way supposed to inform us in, in a way where we feel void of any power, where we don't want to speak out at all, where we don't move forward with purpose and with fervor for who he has crafted and created us to be. You got to dare to believe that this time will be different, that you're created for a purpose, that your thoughts are your thoughts for a reason. It could have been in anybody else's head, but it's in your head. That idea came to you. That thing that annoys you, annoys you because you're supposed to do something about it. That shame that you felt you can get free from and you get free from it so you can speak to other people about how they don't have to be ashamed about it you know that i was like now why would i have to start a youtube channel like what's that about but there are so many people as i'm talking about just the feelings that i've had with job loss that they're like oh my gosh i felt that too oh my gosh i need this message thank you so much for sharing this thanks for your story and i'm like girl I ain't do nothing. I just lost my job. Like, I didn't even put that plan in motion. It happened to me. But me sharing it is doing something for somebody. But if I would have let the shame choke me out, which it definitely did, especially the first three months of me losing my job, oh, baby, I ain't tell a soul. (laughs) Because what? Right? And the more that I sat in that, the more... That I mean, I took a, I took a break from doing the show. I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to talk about on here because and my this show don't got nothing to do with my job, right? But I was allowing that loss for words to seep into a bunch of things and something that is my purpose. Me doing this show is part of my purpose work, right? It's something that God has specifically put on my heart to do, which is why I'm doing it weekend and week out. And I felt like I was not able to do what I was literally created to do because I allowed a moment to become more than a moment because I didn't dare to believe that I'm more than some title as somebody else. That was somebody else's dream. And I was helping them do their thing, right? And I didn't believe that I had the power enough to make my dreams come true. That I could partner with God to make some stuff shake over here in my sphere of the world. And that's what happens when we allow our loss for words to kind of become our identity a little bit. And so I want to challenge you to go to God about what is making you feel at a loss for words. What is something that you don't even want to vocalize? You don't even want to talk about? What are those things that every time you even think about it, it just creates that feeling of unease within you. Talking to your homegirls is good. Y'all know I'm an advocate for journaling. That's great. But go to God with those emotions. Go to him with it. And it don't got to be nothing deep. It don't have to be nothing profound. I have talked to God and be like, hey, bruh, <laughs> this feeling today, it, today is just not it. Like, I've literally come to him and been like, oh, this not it 
and he know what I'm talking about, right? So you can be that candid and that blunt about it, but invite him into that. Acknowledge what it is. But after, I want you to release and dare to believe that there's more. Dare to believe that you're even feeling the emotions that you feel for a reason. Dare to believe that if you speak out, change will happen. And it won't just happen on like a surface level, but like deeply and philosophically, things will pop off because you dare to open your mouth about what you're experiencing. People are out here getting money off of them sharing their story. They are meeting the love of their lives, right? By putting themselves out there. People are getting business partners and just being able to travel and meet new pieces of themselves because they dare to believe that if they get back up and hop in that car after a thief tried to take their power away, that they could cruise down the highway with no fear, no anxiety, no worry, and that it actually will be an enjoyable ride. And sometimes that can be the challenge too, is that we've gotten up, we didn't dusted ourselves off because we gotta do what we gotta do, we gotta get things done, and we're moving, but we're not enjoying ourselves. We're not having fun. There, we're void of laughter. And that is not what we're promised. We are promised to go through things in this life that is a guarantee. Nobody will be able to walk this earth and not encounter struggle. That is a guarantee that at some point, it just ain't going to be your day. But we are also promised, one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. We're promised joy in this life. We are supposed to laugh. I'm talking about deep belly laugh. We're supposed to walk down the street and we're just happy that the sun is out. No reason. Nothing's happened. You're still dealing with that thing. But you can find joy and peace in the midst of an issue. We are provided that as a free gift in this earth as well. But we have to dare to believe that it's possible. And so I want you to take those negative feelings, those heavy feelings, those anxieties to God. Keep it a buck about what you're feeling, how long you've been feeling it, who or what is making you feel that way. If you feel like he can or can't do something about it, like get real with it. But then I want you to take two minutes, set a timer if you have to, and just dare to believe. Let your mind go to that place that scares you. But that's joyous, scary, right? Like, what if I do make it? What if people do like this thing that I'm working on? What if I do get the new opportunity? What if I do meet that person? What if we do rekindle? What if I'm friends with them again? What if I actually cut this person off and we don't have to beef about it? It's just a mutual ending. What if I do move to that city and they don't take as long for me to start over as I thought? What if? And let your mind go there. Don't even write nothing down yet. Don't try to over strategize it. Just dare to believe. Two minutes. Let your mind go there. And don't stop yourself from taking it as far as you can take it. And hold on to that feeling. 
how that moment makes you feel. That's where we want to get to, where we get there all day, every day. And that's faith, friends. That's faith is being able to say, I see this in my mind and therefore I'm going to get in the car and the safety of my faith is what's going to help me dare to drive down this road, even though I've encountered trauma in the past, even though I haven't seen the desired outcome that I wanted in the past, even though this is kind of challenging for me before. I'm going to dare to believe that today it's going to be different, that today things are going to pan out in a way that's favorable to me, that today I feel a deeper connection to what I'm doing, that today things will be a bit more real, that today I'll have the unlock that'll change everything from this point forward. That's the power tool. Dare to believe. Two minutes. And maybe you just do that today. And then you go back to your worries. And, and that's all you got today. Is you had two minutes of faith. Try it the next day. Try it for a week. And again, I'm serious. If you got to set a timer because it's that hard for you to do, do it. But you'll start to slowly but surely train your brain, your heart, and eventually your hands, your actions, your feet to exist in that place of belief first. And your fears will be trying to catch up and it won't be able to. Your loss of words, you'll start to have some language for the things that you see in your mind. And life will be that much more enjoyable and you'll be that much more in lockstep with the God who created the path for you in the first place. So I hope that this was helpful. As always, be sure that you keep up with the kid on all the things on YouTube. Things are popping off and I am sharing more of my journey there. This unemployed to self-employed thing has been a ride. <laughs> God has been showing up. So if you haven't already, be sure that you keep it locked on YouTube at Power Pros Podcast. You can also follow your girl on TikTok at Zest of Desk. If you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. I actually just revealed that we're going to be launching the Cool Kids Collective collection of apparel. And there's a countdown to when it's going to pop off. So if you want to be up to date on when the collection is going to be launching, be sure that you hit the link in the show notes to subscribe to the newsletter. There's going to be special access for all those who are subscribed. So be sure that you are tapped in so you get first looks. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power and pros. See you on the next one.